Key8s here, guys. Hey, how y'all doing? I want to know. I want to come to y'all with the inaugural podcast of the Key8 Sports Hour. The Key8 Sports Hour, um, where we change the game. And uh, I want to know today, was Willie Taggart Lynch for tradition? I, I made a, a blog, and I wanted to create a podcast off of it. And I just want everybody's perspective. I saw that Deion Sanders was a little irate about it, and Uncle Luke and Trick Daddy. You know, everybody's talking about it. Prominent people, they want to know why this black man wasn't given a fair chance um, at Florida State at a Power 5 school. He only had a year and a half before he was fired, and he got fired in the middle of the season. So, uh, if you guys want to check out the actual blog, it's on medium.com under K-E-I-A-T-E-S Sports. sports. Um, And the question is, was Willie Lynch for tradition? Who really knows? (laughs) I am K-E-I-A-T-E-S. I am your favorite sports professional. And this is the blog. I want to shout out... uh, the musician in the background, Big Leaf, with his song called Wondering. Y'all check him out on all platforms, social media. Now, as the dust settles and as that $17 million check clears, the social media headquarters are flooded with tears and a serious tug of war. There are many celebrations, as there are those shedding light on the similarities from segregation. Now, on November 3rd, 2019, Coach Willie Taggart was fired from his position at Florida State University as the head coach. Coach Tiger's reign was scheduled for about six years. However, boosters and silent supporters of FSU have cut that time short. The exchange? Well, a 17 to $18 million buyout of Coach Tiger's contract. As of November 2nd, 2019, Coach Tiger had only completed one full season after being hired following Jimbo Fisher's untimely departure. Now most, failing or rebuilding collegiate programs are allotted at least three years to turn around Due to recruitment, staffing, and coaching adjustments, uh, coaching adjustments, I'm sorry, needed to be made. Many are outraged, and they want to know where is the grace and where is the respect for Coach Taggart, given the circumstances and the lack of adequate time. Others, most FSU fans, are celebrating the fact that they can blame Coach Taggart for their lack of relevance <clears throat> since Jameis Winston's NFL's departure. I'm just a satisfied Canes fan, and I'm sitting wondering if there is some validity to any of these points being made. One point is that this move was similar to the Charlie Strong incident and that it sheds lights. It sheds light, I'm sorry, on the struggles of African-American coaches in leadership roles, specifically as coaches in the Power Five Conference. Many believe that darker coaches aren't granted the same margins of error and or tolerances as their counterparts in the same or worse situations. How y'all feel about that? I don't know, but Mr. K. Stevens, from, a master of science from Miami-Dade County, stated as a race, we took a major hit in the NCAA Power 5 coaching world. K. said, we are already outnumbered and we're not given a fair shot as it is. Willie took a job, possibly thinking he would be given time to make a change. He entered a program that was broken and tarnished, and it sucks how everyone turned on him and wanted him gone. K said it's hard being the head coach, but even harder being a black male in a black male head coach in the Power Five Conference. So he wants you to think about what happened to Charlie Strong at Texas. See, they wanted Charlie Strong gone as soon as he signed, and they put barriers on his recruiting so that he could lose and be gone. Mr. Stevens said that possibly the same thing can be said about Willie and blacks in college football. Now, there's some truth to that. And on the other side of the rope, there are people cheering Willie on because honestly, guys, honestly, what other niggas 
made over 17 mil in less than 24 hours of losing employment. That's a historical figure, guys. However, deeper questions have surfaced. Now, if Florida State University did not fund that buyout from school expenses, then who are these silent supporters and boosters? And what is their message when the money that they will spend also will determine how much they're able to offer the replacement coach? Was Tiger really that bad considering his 52-56 and 56 record prior to filling this position? Was there an internal issue and power struggle between the athletics and coaching staff? Was Florida State becoming too black? Is there a black fear or was the spear and dagger necessary? Whatever that answer may or may not be, it's important to note that a chemical fit through a hole of a needle before people like Coach Taggart, Charlie Strong, Randy Shannon, and a list of other deeply carbonated men will be able to be treated and respected like a Scott Frost at Nebraska or like an Al Golden when he sucked at Miami. <clears throat> as a two-time graduate of FAMU, a historically black college and university, I see this as a perfect opportunity to take our coaches and our athletes back and honor them. Before there was a Power Five conference, HBCU football was a dominant powerhouse and staple for producing legends. I mean, legends are like Bob Bullet Hayes from FAMU. Whoop! Walter Payton at Jackson State University, Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley State, Doug Williams, first black quarterback in the NFL from Grambling State, y'all. Richard Dent from Tennessee State, y'all. Shannon Sharp, our favorite guy to talk with, Skip in the morning. He from Savannah State, y'all. Willie could probably go there, and they need his help there, too. Rebuild that one. But, and many others to come, guys. Y'all know Tariq Cohen. We have a lot of players, a lot of prominent players. We have Super Bowl champions that, that are in the NFL coming from HBCUs, guys. Don't sleep. So, it is no secret that in Tallahassee, Florida, the economy thrives off of college football. Do y'all know that an entire city was transformed when Jameis led that 2014 team to that national championship, the BCS national championship game? They transformed that whole desolated, that whole desolate Gain Street area, and it became a garner suburbia. Y'all was so dirty before, and now it just looks so eloquent, you know. And um, it only benefits those wearing garner to go, and it was built off the backs of those members of that national championship squad. And where are they today? I know some of them are in the league, but but how does that benefit them? I don't know. That's not my argument. Historically, tens and millions of dollars are generated in Tallahassee alone. Oh, rivalry game weekends. That includes the University of Florida game and the University of Miami game. Those are huge games. However, this past weekend, that figure dwindled drastically. This past weekend, attendance for the in-state rivalry game was only at 63,995 people. Do y'all know that Dope Campbell Stadium seats about 80,000 people? Yikes, y'all. That's the lowest number since 1991. That's my whole life, y'all. Now, could this have been an economic move? Do y'all know that the loss of ticket sales means the loss of revenue in Tallahassee? That's for hotels, that's for restaurants, vendors, bars, concessions, government agencies, and loss of adequate funding for the newly added Gain Street and Frenchtown I mean, development projects. Firing Coach Tiger has also resulted in the loss of recruits and future students, possibly. Soon after the press release, a few of FSU commits for football withdrew their decision to commit to their university. Last year, the top prospect for the 2019 class in high school visited Florida State University. 
before his visit to Florida State, that recruit decided to visit the Florida A&M University and consider that program too. It opened doors to discuss the possibilities of HBCUs getting top-tier talents back into their locker rooms. Now, a major part of the recruitment process at FSU is using the HBCU FAMU that is less than a mile away to appeal to the young men, showcasing the variety of chocolate women available for them to conquer. Ha. FAMU has an inaccurate, I mean, an inaccurate reputation, an inaccurate reputation as just a party school, but FAMU is currently a national, did, did y'all hear me? Hey, is this mic on? FAMU is currently a national contender and the best football team in Tallahassee, Florida. With the 8-1 record, Coach Willie Simmons and the Mighty Rattlers are nationally ranked and are starting to resemble the glory days of Coach Alonzo Jake Gaither through your research and Coach Rudy Hubbard. Maybe, just maybe, if we apply this Willie Simmons FAMU effect to HBCU programs, we could change the narrative and change the game. People support and respect winners. FAMU has reported record attendance this winning season as FSU continues to soak in the shadows of greatness. <laughs> maybe, just maybe if we could get a Power 5 coaching talent to turn around HBCU programs, we as a people wouldn't be so bothered about almost $20 million being raised to outcast our own. Instead, we can build on what we have to produce those same numbers because who, I mean who, wouldn't pay millions to experience the best football talents and witness the baddest bands in the land. Now, now even if Willie Taggart was lynched to salvage FSU's quote-unquote tradition, there's power and resilience. Maybe this isn't the end. Maybe this is the beginning of a new and improved era. It is hard to complain when you collectively have the power to make the necessary changes now. Now, there is a lesson in every loss, and we are thankful for the lesson that FSU and their boosters have provided for us, and that is don't settle or get stuck on being denied. Instead, be undeniably great. Man, build it, and they will come. HBCUs versus everybody. This was written by Key Apes. Instagram and Twitter, K-E-I-A-T-E-S underscore sports. Podcast at Anchor. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, YouTube, K8 Sports. This is a brand, K8 Sports. We changed the game. <laughs> like, follow, subscribe. Uh, this is intellectual property of K8s. Thank y'all. See y'all soon. What y'all want to talk about next? If you if got something you want to talk about, you want to be featured on one of the live discussions when we go live on social media, uh, please hit my inbox. My email is K8 Sports, K E I A T E S Sports at outlook.com i'm available and i'm ready let's ride guys